Welcome to Purple Crayon. I'm Sarah Young Wang. I'm a career coach, but really just a human being on the path to living my most authentic life. I'm sharing my journey, lessons and pointers I've learned, and what I see as a coach. And my hope is that it inspires you to make inner shifts toward your own freedom, for you to discover and love the fuck out of your own uniqueness. Yes, there will be swearing. Thank you for joining me. Now, on with the show. Hi, everyone. Today, I want to talk about maybe a topic that I suppose it's my impression that isn't talked about so much. Because when we have these experiences, it tends to be a little hush-hush or unspoken or there's a lot of shame that people have around the whole experience. And so I've been through these experiences myself multiple times, actually, and I always felt ashamed and never really wanted to talk about them with anyone. And it's when you start a job and it's either just not what you expected, like you had one impression of the role or the company going in, and then you start and realize, oh my goodness, this is totally different than what I was hoping for and expecting. Or perhaps when you end up having an experience where maybe you do end up like getting getting let go or you're not able to quite do the job the way that you hoped or for unforeseen circumstances, something happens. I've had that happen to me as well where I start a job and then all of a sudden just some political thing in the, in the organization shifts and then you are kind of in a, a situation that you never expected that feels uncomfortable and or, you know, you no longer really want to be there or it's, it's drastically different than what you had hoped for. And there's an article that I wrote on Forbes, I think it's called When You Start a Job and Realize It's Not For You. And a lot of people find me through that article because I think, like I said before, it's not really discussed. There's a lot of pressure, you know, when you find yourself in these situations to like stick it out if you can, assuming you're not in the situation where you're being let go, to stick it out or you should be able to put it on your resume, you should make it work. And, or maybe you've, you've resigned from your previous job, you told everyone that you were starting this new position, everyone's very excited for you, you're excited, there's this narrative of this is going to be great. And then it doesn't work out and it's, it feels very scary to admit that to other people. You've, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of pain around this whole situation. Sometimes you might blame yourself or feel anger, perhaps you feel like I, you know, you're replaying a lot of things in your head of like maybe your interview process and like, I thought I asked these questions and did I just not understand correctly or, or am I, was I misled because this is different than what I was told. There's, there's feelings of maybe being gaslit and, and, and like I said, like people around you, even if you do open up and say, oh, it's not what I expected and like this is really not good for me or like I don't really like this, there may still be the other people telling you, well, you know, you should just stick it out, it's a good job or it'll get better over time or you'll adjust or everyone just has these adjustment periods and transitions at the beginning of a job, which is on one level true, but you may also be aware that this is a little different than that and so you may not feel really understood by the people around you 
And if you stay, which is, you know, some people that come to me, like, they're really, like, in this, like, do I stay, do I not, do I stay, do I not, what happens? When you stay, it's like you're really, you end up eroding your confidence, you are continuing down a path that maybe feels very high stress for you, and you're, you may feel kind of trapped. And I have had situations, you know, I've shared in the past where I've had to come to terms with all of this and really realize, you know what, I need, I need to leave, I need to walk away. Even though this job is amazing, even though other people, um, I mean, this job looks amazing, even though other people might say that I should stick it out, I know that I'm going to become so depleted and eroded here and that this is just not for me. And even after you come to that realization that you want to leave, or in the instance where something does happen, where, you know, maybe you start and your performance isn't really that great, or, you know, they have those um, probationary periods, let's say, like, you know, it doesn't work out, and, and you're let go, you can be left with a lot of feelings afterward. So even once you decide to leave or you're let go, obviously those give you a little bit of a different set of emotional circumstances to navigate after, but but the feelings that are similar are still often like feelings of shame and feelings of, of lost confidence in your abilities, in your perceptions, and perhaps fear of going back to another job and having this happen again. There may be a hypervigilance and concern about re-entering another corporate environment like that, which on one hand could be warranted. It could be that you need to take a step back and reevaluate, right? I, this is what I would do with clients that come to me. I'm, I'm not saying that if you find yourself in the situation that you ne- necessarily need to change your career, like I often talk about changing a career, but my, my skill set isn't helping people really listen to them, listen to themselves. And oftentimes when we find ourselves in these situations, there's something that perhaps was a little off or where you weren't quite dialed in on what was really true for you or what would be an ideal situation for you. There could have been something moving in you, taking the job for motivations that aren't really truly aligned with what's true for you or coming from an agenda or narrative or trying to prove, right? All these things can be looked at. And so it's not that you necessarily have to change your your career, but maybe find the positions and roles that are going to be truly in alignment for you. And that's where there's going to be a much better fit, right? It could be that you ask some questions and maybe about fit or about work-life balance or something like that, that maybe they told you one thing and it turned out being the other but maybe you weren't quite paying attention or quite talking to the right people or, you know, there's a lot of factors that can come into play. And in my coaching, we like to like really say, okay, like let's take a a closer look here and really check it out. Talk to a few more people or look at the environment or the organization as a whole and see what, what tends to be the attitude there. And so on one hand, it can be that you do need to take a closer look at the environment that you're in and dial things in a little bit more so that you find yourself in a better position in the next role. And on the other hand, sometimes these fears that this is going to happen again, they are unfounded. Often, often, you know, when we have a bad, bad experience, we don't want it to happen again. 
so we're hypervigilant and tracking for it. And we want to look closely at where we are um, sort of catastrophizing or globalizing or making large assumptions or conclusions based on this one experience to say, well, all companies of this nature will be this way, right? All roles of this nature will be this way when it's not necessarily the case. And it's possible that there are companies and roles where you will enjoy what you're doing and it'll be a much better fit for you. The resistance that people find themselves in to leaving, I'll just talk a little bit about that space. I know I've had it happen to me twice where there's this, there's multiple things going on. One of them is like a fear of burning a bridge. I've heard that from, from other clients that I've spoken to where like they're concerned that, uh, you know, if they speak up, not even if they leave, because first we just start with saying like, Hey, can we, can you speak up about what you might need in this job to make it a better fit for you? And there's often a lot of fear around doing that, even if the role that they're presenting you is different than the one that you thought you were signing up for. And it's because we haven't often been taught how to communicate our needs and boundaries very well. And oftentimes there's fear, especially in a professional context of, you know, making the wrong impression or coming off a certain way or causing tension and conflict. And the idea the belief is that speaking up for what you need is conflict is going to put you in a position where others won't won't approve of you or you'll appear a certain way that you don't want to appear and so then you might sit it out and not speak up but we really have to come to terms with well you're welcome to sit there and, and not speak up but this is this is your life and you are free to ask for what you need, especially when you feel that there's been a misunderstanding. And perhaps that misunderstanding is on you, and that's okay. But now you're in the situation where it's like, are you going to navigate and be proactive and perhaps articulate what you would want this role to be or what you would need for it to be enjoyable for you or to at least meet some of your your needs that you have for staying, right? If you're if you're considering leaving, this is what I always say, like if you're considering leaving, why not try in a professional manner, of course, to to ask for some of these things that you might want. And like I said, there's a lot of fear because there's this, this belief that it's not safe for me to upset someone or for them to misunderstand me perhaps. And I've spoken in a previous episode about how safe it is actually to that, that the idea of conflict is like, that's a lens that, that quote unquote conflict is happening when it's really you speaking up and asking for something and the other person is having a response and it doesn't really have anything to do with you. Their response to you doesn't have a whole lot to do with you. And if we're just going to stay like, I think I've mentioned this woman before, Byron Katie, and she says there's three types of business in the world. There's your business, other people's business, and God's business. God's business being like if it's going to rain or not, or natural disasters, or things that are completely out of our control. But also out of your control are other people's business. And that is their response to you. When you say, 
hey, I would really need to make sure I don't have calls scheduled past 7 p.m. because I need to put my children to bed, something like that, right? And then they might have a response, perhaps in the moment, they could get upset, they could, who knows what their response might be, but that actually isn't a response to you. Oftentimes that's a response because they're facing their own pressures, their own issues. Everyone is human in these environments. Everyone is human when they show up to work. They're just another person just like you who are also trying to meet the quote-unquote demands that they perceive are required. And so their response will often have to do with that more than with you. And it's just your job to stay with you and what you want to create for your life. And if that request can't be met, then perhaps, and, and maybe you've asked for several other things, then perhaps it is an indicator that this job really isn't going to be for you and you do need to consider leaving. And oftentimes when you when you do leave, there's sort of this this movement to do a postmortem, if if you'll let me use that term, like to look back on everything that happened and analyze it and go, was my performance bad? Did I ask, didn't ask the right questions? Did I, maybe I should have asked for this differently? Or like if you're asking for, for changes, like maybe I didn't try everything that I could have to, to change the situation. Maybe I didn't approach it right. And maybe you'll replay your interview process over in your head and go like, what did I, what did I miss? How, how did this happen? There's a lot of what happened there and how did this happen? And a lot of confusion. And I, I know this really well because, like I said, I've been there and I've had so many thoughts like this about these past experiences that, to be honest, I don't talk about that often, one of them in particular, because I, I'm still so unclear on what actually happened there. And the only thing I can come to is just a tremendous amount of compassion compassion for myself in those moments in the confusion I could see I didn't ask enough questions before I took the role I was motivated by a lot of pressure to do something that looked good on paper uh, that would have a good trajectory I wasn't really feeling into uh, my manager and whether I would really feel um, like that was a good fit for for someone to manage me. I also, you know, look back and see, yeah, um, I'm not really sure if my work product was good or not. I, on one hand, like I can come up with a lot of things that would say that I wasn't provided with the tools to do good work. And on the other hand, maybe I'm just not that that's not really where my skill set is. And maybe I wasn't producing good work. There's a lot of like uncertainty there, but my point is to just bring compassion to it all. Like, okay, maybe, maybe, who really knows, right? When we are in these situations, there's a lot of heightened emotion and recall of what really happened or what that person said or what you said. It's all it could become kind of hazy or extremely vivid with emotionality that distorts what really was happening in reality and we just want to bring like I said all this compassion to to yourself and to the other people in the situation too perhaps they didn't they weren't great managers perhaps they didn't even 
let you go if they, you know, perhaps if they let you go, like they didn't do it in a very kind or humane way, or perhaps you were mismanaged in the role. And it was a totally drastically different job when you started than what was articulated to you in your interview process. Like it's like these, these, um, just to bring humanity to it. Like all of the people who are involved are human and sometimes these things happen and I believe that it happens a lot and way more than we are aware of or would like to admit because so, so many people are ashamed when it happens to them and there's this feeling like I should have prevented this or it's my fault that it happened or there's something wrong that this happened to me I'm, I'm unlucky or I made a mistake Right, which is like a combination between it's my fault and it's not my fault. And I'm not looking to analyze any of the situation. Like I think that analysis and using the mind and going in from a very mental perspective is not all that that useful because what even are you gonna do if you land on the final conclusion that it was your fault or it wasn't your fault? I mean, the situation is already it's past and and I would just say just bring compassion to the unfolding emotions and thoughts that are coming up around it, right? And, and over time, you will, you will heal from it, and it'll become less of a focus, or you may think of it less, right? Or it'll, it won't have that same zing when you think of what happened there. It's taken me personally, like, several years to get over some of the things that happened and the things that were said to me. And now it's, it feels like a, okay, shrug, like, it's fine. Whereas when it first happened, it felt very raw. And, and, and I did have a, a big, for me, I, when I feel wronged in some way, I'm not even saying I'm wronged, that's just a perception that I had. There's a big no, like a boundary, like a big fuck off, right? How dare you? And I think that's what gives me a lot of the strength to walk away from some of these toxic situations after a period of time but uh you want to land in ultimately in this place where you can see okay those people that maybe wronged you over time it's like hey imperfect human beings they were like i said maybe moving from their own pain and pressures and concerns and they are they have their own um agendas for work that are that are bearing down on them and and they're not always skilled at communication, skilled at being able to step into another person's shoes and understand what their experiences of the job, you know, ultimately, like, that would be, um, those are skills of, like, excellent managers, but not everyone is going to be an excellent manager. And, you know, I've had my share of managers that weren't able to understand where I was or ask me what my experience was or when they did it was it was more of a attitude of like sink or swim just figure it out you know do the job you know while you're here now etc etc not really actually meeting the human that's here saying this doesn't feel good to me or I need support in xyz way and and so, you know, I was thinking about like how to approach this topic today and what is it that I can impart as like the wisdom of these circumstances. And it's not that I have any one thing to say. I mean, it's, it's a 
it's, it is a rough thing to go through. It's not, I don't have any, any particular insights that say, you know, oh, you were, you know, it wasn't your fault or, or what have you. It's, it's more just if you could bring, and everyone's situation is going to be a little bit different and nuanced, and you're going to have different thoughts and feelings coming up. But if you could bring all of those thoughts and feelings, a warm blanket of compassion, right? Just that, hey, it's okay that this happened. You're learning. You're safe. You will find another job. I understand there can be a big confidence hit to you when when you go through this. Either it be it that you got let go or that it was a job that you thought was X when it was actually Y. And then you leave and then you're like, wait, is there something wrong with my perceptions? What happened? You know, all of those thoughts can take a hit to your confidence. And, and, but I'm suggesting that you look at it through a fresh lens going, I have skills, I have abilities that just wasn't a good fit for me. It's an unfortunate experience. It happens sometimes. I can have my takeaways of I'm going to ask next time around, I'm going to be looking at these things differently, or I'm going to make sure that I'm in an environment that actually feels like this to me, right? And that's the type of conversation that I have with a client of going, okay, what, what could have been more supportive, right? It's not that you have to leave the industry per se. I mean, sometimes it can be just a giant red flag that you need a massive career change. It, it was for me, but for other people, it can be, hey, I'm actually maybe don't want to work for a company that is structured like this or that has these factors, like maybe it's you don't want to work for a startup, right? Because they tend to be in a, a, be a particular way and you want to work for a larger, more established company because there's more, there's more structure or it's the opposite, right? That doesn't necessitate a career change, but it just more if a nature of the job change that maybe wasn't quite dialed in for you and wasn't a good environment. Um, so it's really just finding the capacity in you to bring a lot of warmth and compassion and acceptance. And I'll point to this um, exercise that my teacher, Kieran, um, if you do hers, uh, she has a, um, a really nice program. It's a seven-day course called Seven Days to Free Your Mind. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And obviously this is not about career navigation. The course is not about career navigation, but it's about like how to meet the things that are arising in you. And I discovered for myself, especially through doing my work with her, is that we have this agenda of peace, right? Like when you're going through this, what you want is peace. You don't want to be feeling all these things. And there's this idea that peace is being peaceful. Peace is not having these feelings. Peace is to feel calm and relaxed and maybe happy or blissful or serene and that that's peace. But the amount of life where that actually happens is like very small. Like your actual experience of life is mostly 
a roller coaster of emotion because we are human beings and we have trauma and we get triggered and we have these experience that are pain, experiences that are painful and we're always moving through things. It's not to say that you can't come to insights around your past traumas that bring you some peace, right? But largely life is going to be emotions and um, and, and not like unless you're sitting on a mountaintop and you're a monk and you've removed yourself from society, you're probably not going to be just mm, totally serene all day. Um, and if you are, I would say arguably you're practicing some sort of um, spiritual bypassing or you know checking out of life, really. Uh, I won't go into detail on that, but you can you can explore that. Um, for yourself and just reflect on that but what I discovered through doing her class to get back to that is that you know real peace and she's she she does teach this is that in this course is that real peace is available when we have have a warm welcome to everything that's coming up inside and uh, when we practice acceptance right which it's not acceptance to the things that are happening in the world out there. Not, not acceptance necessarily that this person treated you poorly and that's okay that they treated you poorly, but acceptance that, that it's bringing up something in you, that it's making you feel a certain way. And meeting that sensation and that feeling and meeting that maybe there's a belief there that you can notice is being triggered. And, and the idea is that this is where peace is by saying yes to what's arising because oftentimes we go through the day we actually have a big giant no to everything that's happening inside and that no is really um, draining and and not peaceful to have it's it's like it's like there's a there's a child crying inside that you're neglecting all day right and actually turning toward that child and giving it a warm hug and saying, hi, I know what you're feeling and thinking and, and I can I can be here with you. And yes, you're, it's, you're welcome to feel that. That's a really powerful shift that can bring peace because peace is, is saying, I'm here for you. That actually feels so much more comforting. And so for everything that might be coming up in these situations, which are so emotional and so confusing and so raw and lonely and, I mean, on and on and on when you have some sort of um, upset with work, right? And we just want to bring compassion and a warm welcome to all these things that are arising inside. And in order to deep dive into that, I will leave a link, like I said, to Kieran's seven-day course. It's called Seven Days to Free Your Mind. And it's a really beautiful support for you, especially if you're, if you're in this type of a situation. I mean, anyone, in, and just it's great just for life, right? Just to learn how to meet yourself is what it's doing. But especially when we're in these situations of really heightened emotion 
and there's so much um, flying around. And we want to learn how to be sweet and tender with ourselves and find some compassion, which may be new for you to do. I know that when I was, like this was like, I don't know, a decade ago, I had such a harsh mentality towards myself and towards other people as an extension. I didn't know what self-love was. I didn't really know what compassion was. Uh, You know, to meet what was arising, what are you even talking about? Like, I'm just, I was just really like very single-minded in my agenda of like, the way that the life, my life needed to look and the circumstances that needed to be in place for me to be okay. And over time, I really learned how not in control we are, right? Like what you may be learning if you're going through this type of situation, like, wow, you are not in control. If you were in control, you wouldn't have had this happen. And, um, and that's not to say that there is such a thing as being in control. That's to say the pointer is we are not in control. No one is. It's impossible. We're not in control here. Right. And that these, these types of life circumstances and events happen. And instead of doubling down on control and trying to prevent something like this from happening again, or make sure our life circumstances look a particular way so that we never have to feel this again, it's much better to learn how to meet what's going on inside. I will leave you there today and I hope it was helpful for me to just have an airing of this topic like I said I don't really think I have anything super specific of an insight other than I understand this space you're not alone it happens a lot and I wanted to just bring it up and talk about it because it seems that it's not discussed very much it seems that there's this idea that everyone starts jobs and and it's great, or or maybe there's like a rough transition period at the beginning, but then they hit their smooth sailing, and it's all good. And there there isn't an airing of how things sometimes just really suck, and you have to leave, or you get fired quickly, and it comes out of the blue, and it's very shocking and upsetting. And this isn't really a discussed thing, and I think a lot of times because people hide it because it's, it's thought that this, is, this shouldn't be happening, another thing that shouldn't be happening, right? Instead of saying, hey, this is a totally normal expected thing even to happen to, to people at some point in their life if they're moving jobs a lot especially, right? And, and good for you for even taking the time to and, and having the courage to start a new job and to put yourself in that position to grow, right? And this is just maybe part of that growing process to have you land somewhere else that is even more aligned. All right. I will leave you there. I kind of hope it was helpful just to, to air out this topic. And if this is where you are at, maybe you're sitting in a job and you're realizing, oh my gosh, this is not what I was expecting. I can't do this anymore. Ah, contact me. Or if perhaps you were recently let go unexpectedly, also contact me. My uh, email is sarah at syoungwang.com. If you go on my website, you can also book a free consultation. It's just for just for us to, to connect, to chat, and see if, if we would uh, be a good fit to work together. Um, and 
if you would like to just visit my website, it's syoungwang.com. If you found today or my podcast in general helpful, supportive, nice to listen to, you could um, also leave me a review on iTunes or Spotify uh, or a rating. Hopefully a high, high, like a five-star rating would be very helpful. It helps other people discover this podcast. And I, I hope that I'm talking about topics that maybe aren't covered on other podcasts. Uh, if you have any other suggestions for topics, I would also love to hear from you. All right, that's all for this week, and we will see you next week.